1: should I be dating right now? Should I just be focusing on my health? And then I'm like, I'm going to quit the dating apps. Like, I'm just not going to go on. And then like less than 24 hours later, I'm
0: like back on there. Hey guys, it's Alana. And you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. It's Thursday. So that means real life daters are coming on to share their real, sometimes shocking and always unfiltered experiences. Think you're alone out there? Think you're the only one whose ex hooked up with your mom or whose last date ended up being a catfish? Think again.
1: Hey, my name is Taylor. I'm 24. I live in LA and I'm here to talk about dating with long
0: COVID. That is something that I feel like it's a really loaded topic.
1: Yes, and there's definitely a lot to it. And especially because it's so different for every single person that it gets it like more confusing.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's something that there's really no precedent for either. It's not like we've grown up our whole lives hearing about people having this like chronic health issue. It's something that's very new and probably really unpredictable. But I'm also just assuming things. So why don't you tell everybody in case anyone's unfamiliar, uh, what exactly long COVID is?
1: Yeah. So like I mentioned a minute ago, long COVID is definitely very, very different for every single person. Um, For me, even like how it started is totally different to how I feel now, kind of. Um, But pretty much like long COVID is a chronic health condition that people are experiencing after having COVID. Sometimes it's directly after, sometimes it's a delayed onset. For me, it was super delayed. I had COVID March, 2020 felt fine for like seven months and then November 2020 things went downhill really fast Um, and it was just like a bunch of like really weird random symptoms no doctors knew what was going on my blood work was coming back fine so they're like you're fine and I was like yeah but like I'm definitely not I'm like I can't even go for like a walk around the cul-de-sac I grew up on like I'm definitely like unwell. Um, So today, how I feel, I guess we don't need to get into all the weeds of what's happened between now and then. Um, I'm back in LA. I was feeling really good. Um, I started working full time and that's when I started feeling terrible again. So now like my worst symptom is really bad chronic fatigue. So I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I don't know if I have enough energy to get out of bed today. Um, wow. Never mind, like, go to work and pretend that I'm like a functioning human. Um, so, that's probably my main symptom now, along with like some nerve issues, but that stuff doesn't really impact like me being able to kind of like show up every single day. Um, so, that's pretty much how I feel now, but there's been a lot in between that has happened in terms of my health. But yeah, it's definitely different for everyone. But one of like the main symptoms that a lot of people have been experiencing is definitely the debilitating fatigue.
0: What was it like getting that diagnosis? And at what point did you finally get that diagnosis? It
1: probably took about a month or two. And I went to over 10 doctors um, because it was like really weird things like, I woke up one morning and I was like completely intolerant to heat. So like I could barely take a warm shower. Like I couldn't cook or use the stove or the oven or my face would like turn bright red and would like, I would lay around my house with like a wet rag on my face. And it was the winter. I was living in Connecticut and I would beg my parents not to turn the heat on in our house. So wow. it would be like 58. And I was like, please don't put it up a degree. Cause once you put it up a degree, I'm going to feel like I'm
0: burning again. Um, oh my god, I've never then, heard of anything like that.
1: Oh, yeah, super weird. Like I have Snapchat memories saved of me just like laying down with like rags on my face to like keep myself cool, like the weirdest thing. So I'm trying to like explain this to doctors and they're like, I don't know, your blood works looking great. Um, another big one for me was like complete exercise intolerance. I went from like doing pretty intense workouts six days a week to not even being able to lay on my floor and stretch for five minutes because I would be like out of breath from doing that, which was like insane for me. Um, And then kind of after I went through like the regular run of the mill, like specialists with like doctors um, in more Western medicine, I got referred to a naturopath out in Arizona who does like remote clients and patients. Um, And she was the one who really kind of dug deeper, started doing more specialized testing, um, and that's when we kind of figured out like, okay, this is long COVID, but it's also like woken up a bunch of other, like autoimmune immune system issues in my body that were kind of just chilling before that yeah. my body decided to kind of go into overdrive, which was causing all these other issues. So probably, yeah, took a few months to really get some like answers of like specifically why I was feeling that way. And then it took like a few more months after that for me to kind of start feeling good again, because I was taking
0: all kinds of supplements, like popping like over 50 things a day. Like it was crazy. Oh my God. We'll get into the dating stuff, but I'm so fascinated right now, which is unfortunate, but... No, yeah, it's like, it's crazy. How did this impact your mental health? I mean, even the thought of like you said, you were doing like intense exercises, like workout six days a week, but then not even being able to stretch. Like that's gotta be so hard to just like such... Speaking of swallowing pills, like that's gotta be the hard pill to swallow. Like you're a lifestyle change. Yeah,
1: for sure. I think that was like the first major hit that I was like, oh, like this, at least temporarily, is really going to change my life. And I kind of like ate my own words because, like, a month before, since like COVID was like in its height, like everyone was locked down, there was no vaccines yet pretty much I'd wake up in the morning, I would work out for an hour, I would stretch for an hour, I would like go for like an hour walks, so i had like nothing else to do. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, the only thing I have to do right now is like work out." This is so boring. And I was like, I wish <laughs> I never said that. Oh, um, oh, my God. But yeah, that was especially hard for me, especially cause like growing up more through like late high school, early college, I felt like I was always like the health and wellness friend. Like I loved going to workout classes. And I could I would do like back to back F45 classes, because I thought it was fun with like no issues. So I think that was a big, like, loss of identity for me for a bit kind of being like, okay, well, if I can't physically do all these things that I kind of used to identify like who I was by, like, who am I, which honestly was a good mindset shift to kind of have to go through. Cause I was like, okay, what do I value? Who am I as a person aside from what I can physically do, which I think is really important for anyone to think about. Um,
0: most people probably have never thought about that.
1: Oh yeah. I would have never thought about it. (laughs) Like I would talk to someone and they're like, Oh, like introduce yourself. Like, what do you like? I'm like, hi, I'm Taylor. Like I grew up on the shoreline. I like going to the beach. I like wakeboarding. I like surfing, but it's like, no, like who are you? And I think that that really helped being able to identify that. But like, there's still days now where I can, I can be more active-ish now, but I'll still think about like, like, wow, I really wish that I could still just do the things that I love to do every day and not have to like think about it or plan like, oh, if I want to go to this one workout class, I need to rest for like three days beforehand and then be prepared to be like destroyed for a day afterwards.
0: Yeah. Can I ask who are you?
1: Yes, that's a great question to ask. Um, So I'd say, who am I? I am someone that really values adventure and connecting with other people in like all aspects of life. Um, I'd say I'm also a very loyal person. And I feel like that's really important for me in my life and relationships. Um, I'd say like those are probably three of the biggest things like adventure, connection, probably those two are like my main two that I like really value.
0: I love that answer so much. And I'm so glad I asked because I seriously think this would be such an amazing exercise for everyone to do, especially when it comes to dating and trying to like find your person because you need to know who you are and what you value in order to find the right person. And that's something that like people don't even consider. And I mean, I definitely never did. And I'm excited to like go do this little homework assignment later. (laughs) But
1: so true especially when it comes to dating because you're like okay yeah yeah, like this person seems cool like we get along well but like in the long term if you guys don't value the same thing or if you don't even know your own values or what you want to value in a relationship yeah it's probably not going to get too too far in the long term if those things aren't kind of aligned or you can at least like respect the other person's values
0: exactly so as it came time where you know people are getting vaccinated and some of our normal activities are resuming and like social life is starting to bloom again I imagine your life was very different what was that like this maybe desire to kind of return to normalcy but not being able to but maybe seeing your friends like starting to go do all these things again starting to go on dates again
1: yeah, that was definitely difficult, especially because for, for March 2020 to July 2022, I was living at home where I grew up in Connecticut. And in the beginning, a lot of my friends were there, we would kind of hang out with each other. So I was like, oh, this isn't so bad. But like you said, as things started to open up and go back to normal, friends were going off to grad school, they were moving back to other areas. And I was like, well, I still feel terrible. So I cannot move yet because I knew I couldn't work full time. Um, so that was definitely another hard hurdle to get over. Like you said, even, um, when I was at home, some of my friends, once things were open again, were starting to go on dates. They were on the dating apps. and it was exciting for me to talk to them about it. Just I love talking about like dating and relationships in general. Um, but then I was like, I felt like I was kind of missing out because like, yeah, I want to be like back out there doing that. But I also knew I didn't want to stay in Connecticut. My goal was always to be back in LA. I never thought I was going to leave after college. So I was like, also, it doesn't even really make sense logically for me to date right now. It's like, let's say I meet someone and then I'm like, yep, I'm moving back across the country in about five months. So I think that helped a bit. Um, But yeah, it was definitely challenging to feel like I was kind of falling behind because like I wasn't working um, I graduated college 2020. So like I left for spring break and never went back. Um, so it's like, okay, yeah, I graduated that summer was fun. But in the fall, like, I thought I was going to get a job. I thought I was going to be moving back to LA seeing my friends like reuniting with everyone dating kind of like just starting life after college. And that pretty much got delayed for another year and a half, almost two years. Um, so that was definitely like, weird for a bit it was fine for a while and then i was like okay i'm, I'm really over this now
0: Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? It is so normal, but it's not talked about, and it makes all of us going through it feel really alone and frustrated. And I'm one of those women, and I have been so self-conscious about my hair thinning and shedding for so long. That is why I'm eternally grateful that I found Nutrafol last year, and honestly, I wish I had tried it sooner. When my team asked me recently if I wanted to team up with Nutrafol, I have never said yes to something faster. Nutrafol has become a part of my routine that I can't live without because of how much it's helped me, and I truly could not recommend it more highly. Neutrophil is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. And it is so easy to start your hair journey you can take the hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root cause. Because everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth doesn't cut it. That's why Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow throughout different stages, as well as for different lifestyles like plant-based diets. And I know, I know, it can be hard to commit long-term to doing something every single day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription required, free shipping, and automatic delivery ensures that you'll never miss a day and you'll see results in three to six months. If I can do it, so can you. It's kind of funny that I'm recording this right now as I'm literally about to go get a haircut because my hair is probably the longest it's ever been right now and my hair never used to grow. But now it does and it's really all thanks to Nutrafol. Plus, I am so grateful to be going into my wedding feeling confident about my hair and that is definitely not something I expected to be able to say before starting Nutrafol. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrifol is offering our listeners a $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to nutrifol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's nutrifol.com promo code seeing other people. I'm not just a girl on the go these days. I am a chicken running around with its head cut off. Two podcasts, wedding planning, wedding attending, dog momming, traveling, and trying to eat well, move my body, and stay sane all at once is not a recipe for success. That's why I've turned to my recipe masters, aka Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat meals that taste delicious, make me feel good, And take a major thing off of my to-do list. Factors meals are pre-prepared, chef crafted, and dietitian approved. And there are more than 35 options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and more. Guys, I seriously can't say enough good things about Factor's meals. They take two minutes to heat up, which means I can pop them in the microwave between recordings, or I can grab a ready-made smoothie from the fridge on my way to a workout class, or I can even have dinner ready for me and Jake after a really long day of work without lifting a finger. It is changed so much and has really made me feel like there's one less thing I need to worry about and I feel good after eating the meals. Like They're so delicious and nutritious. You can order as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week and you can pause or reschedule whenever you need, which has been really helpful for me with on and off traveling that I've had over the last few months and over the next few months. And you guys know I love when things make sense financially and Factor meals are less expensive than takeout. So you save money and you don't have to go anywhere to pick them up. Factor's roasted garlic. butter salmon and their tomato basil chicken risotto are two of my favorites that I keep ordering on repeat. But honestly, every single one of their meals has lived up to the hype. And of course, we are hooking you guys up. Head to factormeals.com slash seeingotherpeople50 and use code seeingotherpeople50 to get 50% off. That's code seeingotherpeople50 at factormeals.com slash seeingotherpeople50 to get 50% off. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere, for everything, all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform, and if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Yeah, I even back then and still now, I can't imagine what it was like specifically for people your age to leave and then just never go back to school except to pack up your dorm one day when you could.
1: Yeah, it was insane. And I so I left my apartment to go on spring break for a week because my school had a really early break. So like COVID hadn't started in the US yet. Um, and I went to Florida with one of my best friends from home and the first week, everything was normal. Like no one was talking about it on the news in the last day or two. That's when everything kind of like exploded. Um, yeah. and like both of our schools were like, okay, we're going to be remote for two weeks. And we're like, okay, like, we'll just stay here longer. Cool. And I, I know we're like, this is so fun. We like miss each other. We can hang out. And then obviously like it got really scary, really fast um and that's when I ended up like getting COVID so I was stuck in Florida for seven months or seven weeks that's like oh my god other story yeah luckily we were in like her family's house we weren't like in a hotel so I could stay for like seven weeks until the government let me fly um but yeah like I never even went back to my apartment like two of my friends packed it all up in LA we like shipped my car back that August like when my lease was up um So yeah, I was crazy. I had like a carry-on suitcase full of like Florida clothes and like went back to Connecticut in the middle of winter. And I was like, good thing I have some like warm clothes here because like all of my stuff is in LA.
0: That is crazy. I also was in Florida when shit hit the fan. My friend and I went just for like a long weekend, a four-day weekend to Miami. And I remember our moms were like, we don't really know how we feel about you flying because it seems like that's maybe how this thing like might be coming here just on planes. Like like you guys like go but like can you wear a mask and so we wore masks and people were looking at us like we had 10 heads and yeah. as we're in Florida like we're hearing more and more about it and then we fly back and I'm supposed to go to work that morning we land at like 9:30. I like messaged my team like oh like we landed like 20 minutes late I'm gonna be I'm gonna miss our first meeting but I'll be there by 11 and I got a text saying you took a method of mass transit to get here you can't come go home and you're like wait what And then like two days later, it was like, okay, two week break, go home, everybody. Um, What a fucking wild time. Okay. Eventually you get back to LA. Yes. You maybe start dating.
1: Yes. So I came back to LA end of July, 2020. I was feeling so good. I had felt good for, uh, maybe like about six or seven months. Like I was probably like 92% back to kind of feeling like me again, which was the best feeling ever. Um, Obviously like within limits, I was not working out six days a week, but like generally functioning and feeling good to like go out, hang out with friends and just kind of like, yeah, be more myself. So I was like, let's hit the dating apps. Like I'm ready. Like, let's see what you've got LA. Here comes Taylor. Um, Yeah, I was so excited to just kind of like get back out there and feel- Yeah, feel like me again and kind of just like get into the groove of like life, what I thought it was going to kind of look like after graduation. Um, So I was super excited for that. And when I originally moved out here, I was already talking to a company that I was going to be working for. Um, And then a few weeks later, they pretty much gave me a start date. And then we're like, yes, like, actually, we're going to do a company wide hiring freeze until the new year. So like, we're not going to have you like work here anymore. Oh my god. Yeah, at first I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I interviewed with them for five months. Like it was absolutely insane. Um, So when they first told me that I'd been in LA for like a few weeks was planning to start working right away, ended up being the biggest blessing in disguise because I didn't work for three months while I was like looking for a job and I was feeling great. So in that time, I was just like hanging out with my friends like going on dates like feeling so so good. And then once I started working in November, like that's when it went downhill and kind of got way more difficult to date because I was kind of already in the like routine. I was enjoying like going out, meeting new people. I didn't really feel like my health was holding me back when I was like going on dates. Um, and then once I, that was like the first few months, but it was summer. So I was also like having fun with my friends, getting adjusted. And it wasn't until like, maybe three or four months ago where I was really like, okay, I want to like start going on dates more consistently, like meeting more people. Um, But also that timeline coincided with me also feeling really sick again. Um, So it's kind of like right now in my head, I go back and forth between like, should I be dating right now? Should I just be focusing on my health? And then I'm like, I'm going to quit the dating apps. Like I'm just not going to go on. And then like less than 24 hours later, I'm like back on there. Cause it's like,
0: we've deep all been down,
1: there yeah <laughs> deep down i really do want to meet someone i want to be like out there meeting people and like increasing my chances of being able to meet someone on a day to day basis i'm like how many new people am i really meeting unless i have one of those chance meet cute run ins at like whole foods or like Erewhon if you're in la right. <laughs> um so yeah i go back like i fight with myself a lot about like am I putting too much time and energy into this? Like, should I be putting this into something else? But then I always kind of go back to dating. So I'm like, I really do want to be doing that.
0: Right. You're not just doing it because it's like something to do. You're doing it because you want to find love and find your person. Exactly. When you have been going on dates, what are some of the challenges that you face specifically with your health?
1: Yeah. So I'd say the first one that kind of comes to mind is you meet someone on a nap, you're excited about them. You're trying to like schedule a time to meet. And most of the time, like first dates probably are going to happen like after work on a weekday. Cause people usually aren't like, Oh yeah, I want to take like a chunk of time out of the middle of my Saturday to meet a stranger that like could go terribly wrong. Like I want to be right. with my friends, which like typically would be fine. But for me, it's like, I go to work, I leave work. And then I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm going to die now. So I need to like go home and like try to make dinner and like get ready for bed and lay down but that's also like prime date time so there's definitely been a handful of times where I've been really excited about someone we've been talking we make a plan to let's say meet at like 7 p.m on a Wednesday and I leave work at like 4 30 and I'm like there's actually no way I'm gonna be able to like go home change like put my energy into getting ready and then drive and then like go meet someone for like an hour, hour and a half, two hours, like sometimes I'll push myself to do it. And like, I know I'm going to feel so much worse after. And then other times I just, I'm like, I message them and I'm like, hey, so like was really looking forward to this, but I'm just like really not feeling well. Like, I promise you I'm not lying. Like, can we reschedule? Because I feel like that's the most typical cop out to be like oh sorry like I don't feel don't good feel like up. yeah yeah I can't come anymore and that's like not <laughs> the sick. case literally and that's what, especially for the ones like the the odd rare chances when you're like actually like oh I might vibe with this person like this could be fun it's always those are the times that I really don't feel well of so, course. And
0: you you also don't want to push yourself to the point where you can, you're going to go on this date because you don't want to, you know, do the rescheduling and canceling and hoping that they're, they're okay with it, but you get there. And if you're not feeling like your best self, you're not going to be your best self. And like, you want to be your fun. Like you're, I can tell like you're so personable and fun and bubbly and you probably wouldn't be able to give that on the date. And so it's not fair to either of you because they're not getting to know the real you. You're not getting to, you know, be in the right mindset to make this connection. And that's gotta be such a tough like decision of like, Oh, do I like push through it and do it? Cause otherwise I might like lose the chance to meet this person or no, I know that I can't. And like, hopefully they'll understand.
1: Oh, literally your thoughts are exact or what you just said are my exact thoughts that go through my head. Cause I'm like, how far do I push myself? Because I know I'm just going to have to like pay for it later. But then also it's sometimes kind of nice. I'm like, if I think I can do it, like being there meeting someone new and just kind of like pretending to be like feeling normal just for like an hour, hour and a half. And like, yeah, it definitely sucks a lot of energy. It's just like I'm sure if you're like going out with like a group of friends that you don't really know or you're going to a party and you know you're going to have to socialize a lot and you're like, yeah, it's going to be fun, but I'm probably going to be exhausted after just because it's like so much time being like quote unquote on. That's how I feel. I'm like, this is not going to be fun. I kind of like just being able to present myself like how I want. Not that I'm like lying. I'm just like, you know, like leaving out something. Right, you're not like (laughs)
0: catfishing someone. You're not pretending to be someone you're not, but it must be nice to like, have a conversation and not have somebody ask you how you're feeling
1: exactly or like they don't even think anything's wrong they don't have any clue that I'm not feeling well even though inside I'm like I wish I wish I was in bed but I also want to be here so it's just like which way which way do I go there's like no good answer
0: at what point have you gotten to the point where you have communicated to somebody on a date or someone you're talking to about having long COVID and the severity of it for you
1: Yes. Yeah, so I say there's been a handful of times recently, I'd say since I came back from being on the East Coast for like the holidays, I was like really hit the ground running with the date situation. Like I'd say in the past like two or three weeks, eh, there was like a 10 day period where I went on four first dates because I was just like, this will be fun. Like let's just see what happens. Definitely too many. I should spread them out way more than that. Like one a week would be fine. Um, But that's what I've still been trying to kind of figure out like when is it a good time typically when I have there's been maybe Three four people recently within the last like month or so two months that They'll ask me something and i'm like, you know, I could kind of bring it up right now Like they'll kind of ask about like work or working remotely and stuff like that, which has changed for me recently um and I'll, I'll kind of like sprinkle it in. I won't like fully like go into it and be like, this is what's happening, but I'll just kind of mention like, Oh yeah. Like, like after getting COVID in like 2020, like it messed me up pretty bad. Um, and like, I'm still kind of dealing with it today. Like biggest thing is just like really bad fatigue. And then I kind of see how they react and like respond to that, which it varies. There's never been anyone that's like, what's what's wrong with you or like no one's ever had like a really bad reaction more often than not it's kind of just kind of like a blank stare <laughs> mm-hmm. and like oh like I'm I'm sorry I mean like what else are you gonna say like you can't but I don't I don't even know what a good response is I think like you were saying in the beginning a lot of people don't even really know what long COVID entails so that makes it a little trickier versus if I said something more common that like people know about I feel like responses could kind of be different um like I was on a date last week and he asked me a question about working remotely or something like that so I was like oh yeah like I work remote now than I used to more now than I used to because like I've been dealing with like health stuff with like long COVID like really bad fatigue and he was like oh like what's that like he didn't even know what it was yeah and I'm like how much do I really want to get into this so I feel like I'm kind of still figuring out like when to bring it up, how to bring it up. But usually I just kind of like sprinkle a little facts in there, see how they respond and then go
0: from there. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. I'm trying to put myself in your shoes. I know that I can't, but I almost feel like I would like somebody asking like, what is that? Like that curiosity and like wanting to know more. But I also understand your perspective of like, why well, don't I want to get like all the way into it right now? I'm trying to think like what, I know you said you don't really know what a good response would be, but for anyone listening, I love having these conversations because you never know who you're going to end up sitting across the table from on a date. And I want people to be educated and prepared and just like thoughtful about what they say to somebody. So whether, you know, obviously long COVID not everybody knows what that entails, regardless of what it is, which for you, we know what it is, but kind of putting yourself in the position of like, okay, this is just something personal that I'm telling someone what would be a response that makes me feel like seen and heard? Is there anything that comes to mind?
1: Yeah, I'd say kind of like you just mentioned, maybe being curious, like you said, maybe asking them like, oh, like, what's that like for you? Or like, how has that like impacted you something where the other person, like you mentioned, feels seen and understood and is like, oh, this person really wants to like, get to know who I am and like what my life is like on a day to day basis and like what's affected me, but also it's not like a super pointed question where you might like, for me, I'm very open about it. Like I'll kind of tell anyone like I'm fine about that, but I know a lot of other people that struggle with different chronic health issues, like might not be as comfortable, like sharing a lot of details because of course can be like super traumatic and like hard to talk about. Um, But yeah, I think just being curious and like asking more broad questions if you want to. So then the person can respond with as much or as little detail as they feel comfortable sharing at that point in time would probably be the best way to go about it. Because then you feel like you're being acknowledged. They're not just like, oh, I'm sorry. And then like going on to the next topic. They want to like kind of dig deeper, which I feel like is usually a good sign.
0: I think so too. It's like, oh, like I want to get to know you and maybe how I can show up for you better.
1: Oh, a hundred percent.
0: What struggles have you faced with the fact that you don't look sick?
1: Yeah. Great question. And I've experienced this, like not even in dating, but like work and like friendships and stuff like that. Cause when I rock up to a date and we're like, let's say I, I'm a day date girl. I love like going for a walk by the beach, like getting coffee, especially because I like mentioned earlier how doing stuff at night is like much harder for me. So if someone's down to meet up during the day, sign me up. (laughs) Um, So I think that like, for example, let's say me and someone else are meeting and we're going to go for like a walk down by the beach. I know if I were with a friend or if I was just going by myself, maybe I would go like, a mile in total, because I know if I go more, like, I'm not going to feel well. But if I'm with someone I don't know, and they have no clue what's going on, and like, I'm having a good time, you uh, three and a half miles later, we're done. And I'm like, oh, no, probably shouldn't have done this, or actually, definitely shouldn't have done this. Um, And I think that's when it gets tricky, because there's so many different activities and things that I love to do that in Include being active that I would love to do on dates just because I think they're fun experiences, especially when you're meeting someone new. But then it's like, since I look and I can act fine for like a certain period of time, especially I can just like put it on for people that I don't know or when I need to. It's like, how do I explain like, oh, like, can we sit down for a little bit and like take a break without having to get into everything? Because it's just not one simple answer or like one easy like explanation of like why I don't want to keep walking a distance that like physically and like if you just saw me you'd be like oh yeah like we can go for a walk it's not like that will be a problem but like on the inside I'm like oh no <laughs> um so that's like another part that kind of ties into like when do you tell someone how do you navigate this because if you look at me you would never know that something was wrong or that I wasn't feeling well every day
0: totally do you have like an arsenal of Taylor approved date activities? Like I imagine you mentioned walk, but I know you live in LA and people love to hike in LA. Like, has anyone ever asked like, oh, let's go for like, let's go to Runyon like for our date on Saturday. And you're like, "Mm, no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I've I've said yes. Um, I like went on a first day date hike with um, a guy up in Malibu. And I knew the hike was like, not too intense. It was was pretty short and we were going to like go earlier in the morning. So I was like, okay, I can like use my day's energy for this one activity. Um, and like that ended up being fine, but it's like so hard because those are the things hypothetically I would love to do on a first date. Right. Like I would love to go like for a hike, go for like a long walk by the beach. Like I'm that girl. And I feel like it's so easy to do in LA too, because I live by the water. Um, or even like doing, I don't know, there's a bunch of like fun, like group, like workout activities or like things that involve like physical activity that typically like in my brain, I would love to do like, that's so me. But it's like, I also know that I like shouldn't slash can't be doing those things right now. So when I'm talking to someone, even like, let's say we like meet up for coffee, and I'm like, that's perfect. And like, go for like a small walk. But I feel like the small walks always turn into long walks, which can't win them all, I guess. Um, So like if someone's, if we're just talking about like, oh, like, what do you like to do? I feel like that typically comes up on a date, even like if you're not asking the question, just different activities. And sometimes I feel confused about how I even answer that question. Cause I'm like, oh, I like surfing. I like wakeboarding. Like I like being active, but then also I feel like that's kind of misleading to a certain extent at this point, because it's I know I can't necessarily do those things right now or I can't do them to like the full extent or even like skiing, for example. A lot of my friends are like going up to Mammoth and different mountains on the weekend and I'm supposed to be going, but I know if I go, I literally like will not be okay. So even like there's been a few guys recently that I've been talking to on a first date and they're like, oh, like, have you been like skiing or snowboarding this year yet? And I'm like, yeah, I went once when I was home for Christmas it was bad. It was like, I did two half days oh, no. and like, I've, I haven't i have felt worse in a really long time. And they're like, Oh yeah, like you should like go up with your friends. And I was like, yeah, like I was supposed to, but like things popped up and I couldn't. So it's like, I don't want to misrepresent myself to these people and like how much I can do, but also like these are things that I enjoy. So I'm like, what do, how do, where, <laughs> what do I even say to these people?
0: It's so hard because Dating is hard enough as it is without all of these extra complications and stressors that you have to think about.
1: Oh, 100%. It adds like so many different layers. And I feel like first date, second date, I tend not to get into it too much unless the person, unless there's a situation that like really comes up that I'm like, yeah, we'll talk about it. But it's just like, hopefully I find someone in the somewhat near future, but like, who knows? We're all like, go on more than two three dates with and then I know of course it will like come up more because it only takes so long for them to figure out like why am I in bed at 6 p.m like every single night um but it's like yeah I don't know how I'm still navigating like how to balance what to tell people how to tell people what do I even say to people when they ask me like why why didn't you go to Mammoth with your friends last weekend? this right. happened on a date like a week ago. And I was like, yeah, like I just couldn't go. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to get into this right now. Um, but yeah, it's really hard to figure out how to explain to people like who I am, the things that I love because I still love those things. I still want them to be a part of my life. Hopefully, I will be able to do all those things once I get better. But like for right now, it's just like a weird in-between.
0: Is there a get better in your future like is that something that doctors have said is possible is likely what's the like long term obviously it's so hard to know because it's been three years since COVID but what have you been told
1: so I haven't really gotten any straight answers because people don't really know because there's just like not enough research but I I know for me I would, I got to a point where I felt really, really good. And that's when I wasn't working for some reason. Work is a really big trigger for me. Um, So like that's caused a whole nother set of like resentment towards having to work. Cause I was like, if I quit today, give me a month just to kind of like recover and like reset. And I'd probably be back to feeling like mid 90% better again. So it's like, I know I can get to that point. But like work wasn't in the picture, but you know, you got to like work to make money and to like live because life's expensive. So it's like, what does that look like? I don't know yet how better I can get while working, which is something I'm trying to figure out now. Um, But like, I'm, I'm hoping the answer is yes, Um, especially because I've felt it like I felt so, so good just like a few months ago, which made everything easier because i could go play beach volleyball twice a week i could like go to workout classes i could do things that felt more like me which of course then made dating so much easier because i felt like i wasn't i felt like taylor again in like how i felt pre-march 2020
0: yeah outside of long covid what is your biggest like bone to pick with dating? What's been the shittiest part, the hardest part? What, what would we wish we could change?
1: That is a great question. Where do we start? I feel like there's a few. <laughs> the biggest bone though, I'd say the biggest one. Oh, I feel like it's it has to be just like people not communicating well. I'm the kind of person that like if I... Cards are like, uh, okay, as long as I have met somebody in person, even if it's just once for an hour, afterwards, if they text me or if if there's any communication and I'm not into them, I will always send them a text 99% of the time (laughs) and just be like, you know, a good solid anti-ghosting text. And I encourage all my friends to do the same thing.
0: Wait, I'm cracking up that you said that because right before we got on this recording, I filmed a video where I asked Chat GPT to write an anti-ghosting text Stop. just to prove how fucking easy it is to do the right thing. And I'm gonna post it literally the second we get off here. I'm so excited about it. But it's it's crazy to me that in 2023, ghosting is still a problem.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. I'm first of all, I'm so excited to see what ChatGPT GPT <laughs> told you. But yeah, it's like, that's why I always do it. Because I hope people do that in return to me. And I think especially where I'm at right now, there's been like, two or three situations, one in particular that like, we're over, but like, we're not still over. That we're not. It's we're not. It's not. Like most of the time, recently I have been the one sending the message but I will always do it because I'm like that's what I want someone else to do to me in return there was one situation free maybe like a month or two ago where I went out with this guy twice it was going really well we had so much in common wasn't even sure like where I wanted it to necessarily go but in terms of just like getting along with another human being on just like a person to person level was going so well and we were like chatting in between the two dates because um, they were a little bit spread out. And I was like, "Did I just actually meet someone that I would actually want to see again? Like, what a concept!" Because I feel like that doesn't happen that frequently. And the second date went super well. We were with each other for like a pretty good amount of time during the entire date. He was like suggesting all these ideas of like things we should do. At the end, he was like, "Oh yeah, like let's schedule sometime." Like soon, like this week, whatever, for you to come up to this area. Like we can go on a hike, we could surf, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, like solid. Like I wasn't the one initiating these plans. Like it was all right. him. So I was like, I texted him a joke when I got back to my apartment of something we talked about. It was a high school musical joke, because like found out he knew the movies and I was like, wow, this is this is great. This is um, it. this could be. I was like, oh high school musical. I was like, does that mean you like watch high school musical too with me? <laughs> um So it was like going really well. He responded. So I was like, oh yeah, like we're definitely going to hang out again. So like a few days later I just texted him and I was like, hey, how's your week going? Never heard from him again. And I was like, no, (sighs) no one." just like literally, please just tell me, just, just tell me like straight up, be straight up and be like, hey, like whatever your reason is, something is better than nothing. Like always,
0: always, there's nothing worse than that pain of constantly checking your phone. And every time it vibrates, like hoping it's going to be that person and just not knowing and, you know, those mind games of like, Okay, like maybe they're just like having a really busy day at work. And I'll hear from them later. And then later comes and you don't hear from them. And it's like, Oh, like, I don't know, like, I don't know how this would be happening. Because everything was so good. And when they just tell me, like, it's so painful.
1: Oh, yeah, that's definitely my biggest bone to pick just like people. Yeah. If you're not into it, just tell the person. Cause yeah, it seems like, oh, like I don't want to hurt their feelings. It's no. so much worse. You when are. Someone you're just hurting, hurting their feelings. To. by not telling them. Oh my god. A hundred percent. So I'm just like, literally, yep. just tell me I can handle it. I'd much rather handle it that way.
0: I'm like all worked up now. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It gets heated. Even like one of my coworkers at work that we're really good friends with, um, will talk about dating and he'll be like, Yeah, like I'm not really into it. And I'm like, Text her, tell her. I was like, I will sit yeah, here. Literally. You- we've written anti-ghost text together during work because I was Good. like-
0: Good, you're doing the Lord's anyway. work.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Thank you for your service. Of course. Taylor, what is the best piece of dating advice you've ever received?
1: I think maybe not ever received, but I feel like it just really resonates right now. It's like going into first dates. I feel like if you just look at it as an opportunity to meet someone new and get to learn about someone That takes so much pressure off of it, especially because when you're meeting someone on a dating app, you're already in the headspace of like, oh, is there going to be a romantic connection there? Where if you meet someone out in the wild, which is like everyone's dream situation, you're never like introducing yourself to someone that you just met thinking like, oh, could I date them? But like, that's where our heads automatically go because that's what we're being set up to think in a dating app situation. So I feel like for me and like for my friends, it's like, yeah, if you just go in there and you're like, hey, I get the opportunity to talk to and meet someone new tonight that has probably like a whole different like background and upbringing than me. And even if it doesn't like go well, you're not into it at the end of the night, you're like, hey, like, I'm grateful that I got to meet someone new, even if I never see them again. I feel like that can really help you manage the disappointment and like frustration when it comes to dating in 2023.
0: Absolutely. I love all of that. I'm not going to add anything onto that because couldn't have said it better. Couldn't agree more. Taylor, thank you so much for being here. I know one of your goals with this was to hopefully connect with other people who are going through something similar because not that many people out there are like publicly talking about this. So if there's anyone listening, how can they find you and get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, definitely. Like you said, I've one night I was feeling bad. I started like researching. I literally Googled 24 year olds that can't work because of long COVID. I was like, I just want to find someone else that's in the same boat. I found some article about this guy that lives in England. That's about my age that went through the same thing. Found him, DM'd him on Instagram. We chatted Shut a little up. bit. Like I was, <laughs> I was like, literally, I just want to find somebody else that like, knows what this is like. So yeah, if anyone's listening, and they want to reach out and chat, I would love to meet more people and like be able to talk to others. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Taylor rum. Are um, And yeah, I would love to be able to find more people and like support each other through this craziness since doctors don't even know what to tell us.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, I love that. And thank you so much for being here and for sharing your story. And we are all rooting for you to keep feeling good and and finding some way to get to do all those things that you want to do so badly and that make you who you are. So
1: thank you so much. This was so fun. I'm so happy that I got to be here.
0: Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own unfiltered dating stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people.
1: Ah, hmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com.